it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. So, hello, listeners. I'm sorry, I'm laughing already because Ben's just made me laugh and we haven't even started yet. It's a good um, start. It is a good start. So, so keep, hang on in there, listeners, because you'll love this. I am speaking with Ben Roberts. He's there in Bristol. I just avoided trying to put on a terrible Bristol accent then, which is great because he comes from Wales. Um, and if I started to do that accent, I think he might just get up and leave. Um, so no accents to be done in this podcast, except for what comes out of our mouths naturally. So Ben is in Bristol. I'm in Bournemouth. They've both been with B, And we are going to talk kind of marketing but as you'll realise from the various episodes you might have listened to already, there are so many nooks and crannies and interesting areas within marketing. And Ben, is, he's just sort of gone off on his own, if you like. Uh, not literally. Ben, come back! Well, we are all self also isolating as we as we as we record this. So yeah. maybe I am oh, yes. by myself. No, that's right. For the benefits of the listeners, we are both self isolating, so no harm will come to you during the listening of this podcast. Um, look, Ben, I made such a mess up of your introduction. I'm just literally going to say, tell us what you do, Ben. Oh, I know. I quite liked it. It was quite freewheeling. Um, so yeah um i'm ben roberts but actually it's everything's ben m roberts because there are just too many people in the world called ben roberts honestly there, there there's a wedding dress designer there's a rugby league player i'm none of these things so it's ben m roberts um but they, yeah i've just gone off by myself i'm focusing on um owned marketing and marketing interviews and how essentially we can actually build our business actually not by selling more but by actually earning trust credit credibility off the back of what we already do so it's not about creating more stuff because we're very good at creating lots of stuff but actually how do we earn more and how do we uh build our trust and credibility as a result and then i do yeah, i do podcasts i speak a bit and do, do lots of other things that hopefully is proof that what i say has a benefit really so it's trying to do do as I as I do, not just as I say. Ooh, Ooh yes, that's a good, that's a little reminder to all of us there, actually, Ben M. <laughs> <laughs> um, that we should obviously make sure we are doing uh, what we say. Oh, anyway, um, <laughs> look, let's just go with this. Because the minute you say, right, I, this, is, this is honey, uh, music to people's ears, because the minute you say selling without selling, I think everybody says, yes, please tell me how, tell me how. Because well, nearly everybody that I know has the same feeling as do I about the idea of sales. But that is because the world has changed. Uh, it's not you being weird and out on a limb. It's now 
it's, it just doesn't work anymore the old way. So, um, so even if you would be happy to do it the old way, uh, it wouldn't work anyway. So we, we, we've got to get a grip on this. So let's just um, unwrap the owned and earned definition. Okay, let's get yeah. geeky on that. Sure. So owned marketing is essentially anything that you create yourself that is yours. Now, this could be anything from simply as a blog post. It could be the content on your website, landing pages. Um, it could be videos you could create, podcasts you create. This is stuff that you own. This is your messaging, entirely your words, your, your content. Earned is the flip side of this coin. So this is the stuff that other people give back to you as a result of your owned marketing or owned uh, messaging content, whatever it is. So this would be, for example, you write a blog. The earned side of it would be backlinks back because someone has seen that there's value in your, in your work and has linked back to it because they want other people to see the value in that. You, you could, it could be shares of your video, comments on your video. That's an earned response to the quality of your video. Because if you want people to respond and they've responded, that's now credibility. People go, oh, maybe this video is stirring something. I want to know what it is that people are talking about. There are all sorts. So anything that you own, there is a flip side of earned. Now that earned side depends on exactly what you want to get out of the content. But the idea of earning this is it actually square, it, instead of it being two sides of the same coin, it sort of tries to bring them both together. So we're earning trust and credibility because as soon as someone says, if you say, basically in this world of digital media, anyone can say absolutely anything online. You, there is no barrier to you publishing blog posts with your thoughts and ideas. That's fantastic. But there is no credibility. There's no authority behind that. So how, this is the idea of us building authority. So when we actually say stuff, people are more likely to listen because there's actually some evidence behind it. Like again, we see all the stuff going on with anything where people go, oh yeah, you can make loads of money, but where's the evidence of that? And actually that's how we prove that we are, we approve our knowledge and authority is by getting that evidence. I love that. <clears throat> Gosh. Yeah, that, that did it. That did that. Did that. Um, because it's funny, because the, the word earned, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going very basic here because I'm not afraid. I, you know, I don't have any emperor's new clothes situations in this podcast. In other words, I don't want anyone thinking, oh, yes, of course, of course I know what that means <laughs> uh, when they don't. Um, and that includes me. So, you know, it's funny. When I first heard the word earned, I, I just associated it with, with money, I, I, I just, the, because of the word, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so the other way of looking at it, again is sometimes people we don't describe it as a, as a coin. That's what we're talking about purely organic stuff. So this is stuff that you you can do organically. Then you, if you want to make it into like a little one, those like Deathly Hallows triangles, you can add sort of paid into there as well. So you've got earned, owned, and paid. So the paid media is your advertising, anything like that. Now, obviously. You can pay for own stuff. You can pay for earned stuff, but actually, it doesn't have the same ring to it. So we try and look at. I try and look at um, owned and earned from an organic, organic sense, and then you've also got paid media, which actually comes up and again can help amplify your owned content. But again, if you're not getting more earned, then actually, there's only so far your owned can go. Exactly. So for people falling into that rabbit hole of, again, it's another one of those should do, should do, must do this. And things like Facebook ads. Look, don't get me wrong. If people are out there who are experts on helping people do Facebook ads, fan 
ruddy tastic because we need you um because anyone who thinks they can do it themselves i think is probably a bit deluded um but honestly that's great but um i would assume that you're working with a client who is also doing this organic thing and it all ties up so don't fall into the rabbit hole of thinking i've just got to do um paid stuff i've, I've got to do ads on linkedin i've got to do sponsored posts here i've got to do what well, 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 um because where's yeah as you say where's your credibility and authority no, that's it it's yeah. the organic it's a, you you've got two ways of looking and you you mo 90 percent of people the organic should come first and it's boosted or uh, topped up by the page because ultimately organic has a longer lifespan the, the sooner you start doing it the more you have the bigger back catalog you have more content longer term benefits and then you you boost it with the paid to increase the reach and visibility or you can actually try and get your reach and visibility up straight away with thing but again if you haven't got any credibility at the start you can pay it for as much as you want but if people still don't know you or then actually it's really difficult in order to build that credibility so again you have to rely on people going oh believing the ad as opposed to mm. doing their wider research because you could be amazing and no one's denying that mm. but where's the evidence of it, yeah exactly exactly we're not saying just because you use an ad without the other stuff that doesn't mean that you're amazing it's just that nobody else knows that you know that the people close to you know that the people who work with you know that but you're trying to get it to a wider um base and um the what what is interesting is um so i so i just, i got a little comment on one of my posts that i put on yesterday actually which this, this person said um i was talking about podcasts said i'm not doing podcasts now i'm thinking about it and if i do you're definitely my go-to person to talk to about it so go-to person i think is a classic example of how I have earned, I have earned her saying that. Um, I didn't just go on with a post yesterday about, oh, look, this I do podcasts and this is how it works, guys. And if you want to come on a session and talk about it with me, yeah. Um, I wouldn't have done it, obviously, like that, in that stupid voice either. But um, I've earned that, those three words, you go-to person, through quite a long build-up of this um, organic, thing now the next question then is this are you oh, ready <laughs> hey breathe but that's gonna take me ages and i need to earn some money no well i i i i, I come back at you with a couple of different responses yes ultimately creating content um is a long-term game I, I say to you yes it does take time but it doesn't have to always take huge amounts of time straight away there are small there are short-term wins there are medium-term wins there are long-term wins of course actually the long-term wins are probably the biggest ones but realistically you should have been building your community before you launch your business now actually it's really difficult again otherwise you are going i need to get short-term wins right now 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 but if you've built up your community over a long period of time then when you go to your business and starts is there now ultimately most people who've been listening to this have probably already started their business and going ah now i need these short-term wins here are some examples for you there's a there's a tool called zest.is really simple allows you to submit your content they review your content quite thoroughly and if they approve it to go onto this network so it's a chrome extension called zest they go on there 
you actually you find that actually the traffic to my site and actually really good traffic has gone up really gone up really hell i've gone about 30 percent in traffic for some of the articles i've submitted why is that why is that potentially earned credibility because they actually have to review everything they don't just put any content up on there that's a tick actually the content is the right style other other examples you can use uh, there's a tool called harrow help a reporter out this allows you to basically contribute to relevant um, industry insights that people want to listen to again some of this stuff that's a really quick win you could if people are looking for content you're submitting content that they're looking for you can then get backlinks earned and and trust and credibility because look oh, i've contributed to this people have thought have actually given me a chance to post on there so obviously i've got something to say that's obviously relevant and interesting they're both free there are paid things where you go there's a there's a, a paid tool called journal request um response source and response source basically allows is is from like high-end a big big media um, outlets, so newspapers, TV, radio, even just high-end uh, websites that are looking again for contribution and expert contributors. So it's more highbrow, I guess, than than a helper reporter out. But this is a great way of being able to contribute stories. So I got myself in the Times by someone looking for the Times, looking for an article, and I wrote something, and they were like, "Yeah, this is great." So I, so I managed to get featured in the Times. That is an incredible amount of trust and credibility. How long did that take me? Half a day to write the article. Like again, short-term wins. Now I'm not saying that these will necessarily go and your bank, you're gonna see your bank balance go straight away. But there are, but it is it does increase the likelihood of that. And again, I've seen where I've won business off the back of being able to have this trust and credibility. So again, a lot of it comes down to how you used it and who you're targeting it. There are, I mean, even with little things like someone says, How do you even just asking people, that's something that we forget so often. It's just asking the people that we say, can you review my podcast? How many of us ask, can we people review our podcast? Oh, I'd love it if you could leave a comment on the videos and actually ask people like, oh, have you, I know you've watched the video. Could you like share it? Is it, it people like to help people they like. That's so good. that's that. Yeah, that, that's good. There's, yeah, and there's also guest posting on other people's websites. So, again, I guest post on a few other websites. Helps build credibility because now I'm featured in these articles. A lot of people do Forbes, boost their, their, their readership and the amount of people have heard of them. Um, what other things are there? Just, yeah, you're, you're um, speaking and events. If you're a confident speaker or you want to get into speaking, this is an incredible way of earning credibility and, and winning business with by not selling. And that's the key thing is when you go, the best speakers are the ones that don't sell. But then you want to do business with them off the back of it because you can see they have the knowledge, credibility and trust because the event organizer, whoever it is, being a huge event or a small event, has given time on their platform for this person who they deem actually is an expert or someone who can add value. Now, that is an incredible earned opportunity. So featuring all this stuff that you're speaking, the podcast guests you've been on, someone doesn't have to give you that time. There are hundreds, thousands of people vying for these spaces. Yeah. And actually, the fact that you've been given that space is a huge earned opportunity that allows you to share your messaging in a non-salesy way and earn business off the back of it. Yeah, 100%. And, and I absolutely concur because that's exactly what I've done over the last three and a half years. Uh, it, none, none of this is airy-fairy stuff. This is absolute bog-standard reality. That's how, that's how you do it. 
And, you know, I, oh, I see I hesitate to talk about networking events now because we're in the middle of a global pandemic um, and we're all not. <laughs> but OK, when the brave new world comes back and everybody is even more wanting to make contact with human beings because they. Yeah, um, that's the other one, isn't it? You don't have to be on a TED stage you know, to do a talk, you can go, you know, it can be a local networking event. Um, just say, as you say, ask, you know, say to the organizers, I have got a really relevant, interesting thing to talk about. Um, yeah. You know, can I do a five minute, 10 minute slot? Something? And they'll be thrilled. You know, yes. um, I think we're all a bit weird about asking, aren't we? And this, we're very British about it, which is fine. And it is fine. But we do also need to actually be a bit more confident ourselves now i find yeah people actually ask again if you've got some already previous because almost like it is almost like a sliding scale i guess getting a backlink from your blog is potentially maybe step one or going contributing is like and speaking is maybe a higher up element so like my book is probably the top thing that i've done which is owned content and has earned a massive amount for me that's probably the like the crowning jewel of the owned content, which is then gives you massive amounts of earned content of uh, marketing off the back of it. But it's just that sliding scale. Sometimes if you haven't done these things, you haven't got the evidence, which makes it does make it hard to get the speaking things. Try and go straight in for the speaking. It's probably not going to work. You have to almost build up that trust and credibility. People could then see you speak at the smaller events and then you start getting bigger ones and bigger ones and bigger ones, which is what is, was really happening to me until this global pandemic where all my international speaking gigs got cancelled, which again, it's annoying. It's a big backward step for me, but it's not my fault. It'll come, it'll bounce back up again. But it's, yeah, it's one of those... Yeah, fun, fun, yeah, fun times. Fun so, but, times. But again, though, again, that and trust and credibility still remains as a result because some of them will turn to online conferences. You still have the evidence like that you go, that you were speaking, blah, 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 blah. So, this, 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 and it's a once in a millennia sort of thing as opposed to it being a, uh, a natural occurring phenomenon. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't suddenly disappear the day you don't appear somewhere. This, this earned. Um, stuff it, it it has a lovely lasting lifespan yeah. doesn't it that's yeah. the other thing yeah where it's paid up spikes peaks troughs and again just that constant bubbling under the surface sure you'll get a big spike maybe when you start but it will constantly bubble away on the surface so i used to work right i used to work for an outdoor survival company and we a lot of the things we sold were knives um like outdoor bush knives stuff like that and i wrote an article in 2015 just about like what the top top certain type of knife and it's like and it was quite a competitive key term for that for the market and but it's still like ranking number number one and two in google and a couple of different search terms and it's five years later and again the amount of the amount of traffic that that generates back to the business over a five-year period is going to have some like sure someone will look to you well i don't know if that blog hasn't got to page one now I don't, we haven't got a huge amount of traffic but if that blog if that blog post or that landing page you have stays on page one for five years then you want to tell me that that traffic hasn't that that day half a day that you spend creating it isn't going to be valuable sure maybe it's not the biggest search term in the world that's yeah you could say or oh, over over two months it's cost money, maybe. 
But over two, three, four, five years, you're telling me that, that hasn't earned any traffic that you're, that's not going to convert into sales. Mm, now, you, now, now, now we look at where the cost value is, is how long does it take for that? Again, the longer it's been up there, the more trust it has because it's been up there for a while. The more backlinks it gets, the more traffic it gets. We start earning more credibility as a result. The longer we've been doing things, the more consistent we are over time. I love it. So loads of good stuff in there. Loads of absolute things that people can now start um, making a list up and thinking, how, yeah, how am I going to approach this? And, and let's, let's get this going. Um, interviews. Talk, mm. talk, talk to me about interviews. Oh, I love interviews. Yeah, just talk to me about interviews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the way I see interviews, so what, what we call the uh, democratization of media. So it, if we look back to, say, the 80s, uh, 80s, early 90s, before the internet was really a big thing, broadcast media, be it in press, TV, radio, oh, just ruled the roost. And there was not really a way for any... Tom, Dick, Harry, Sue, Jill, to interview anyone else. It was all down to who the big name, big, big media outlets want to interview. Now, through the democratization of media, anyone can interview anyone on a huge number of platforms. Podcasting, big right now. Live, live streaming, live interviews, big right now. All these different things. Now, this allows more people to interview other people and you to be interviewed yourself, more opportunities than ever. Sure, maybe the numbers aren't quite there that they would do with, if you're on the big broadcast media, but you can st those mediums still exist and still have incredible amounts of power. So the idea is that this is the most powerful way that you can share and distribute your messaging without selling, but also, again, earning that trust and credibility. So again, a lot of the stuff all ties in, in together because someone's giving you space on the platform. The more value you can deliver in that interview, the more people will trust you and want to find out more about you. The more you sell to them, the more people switch off. Again, simply you go to a conf, uh, go to an expo, an expo versus a conference, for example. An expo, most people pay to pay to speak, and actually you get a lot less value from them. You go to a, you pay to go to a conference where the conference organizer has chosen like selected people to go, or pay or paid speakers to be there. And actually, the content quality is much higher. So you're much more likely to get value out of it. Now, I can't say that's guaranteed on every single one, but the likelihood is it's, it's a percentage game. Um, yeah, and interviews, then the more you do interviews, the more confident you are, the more you can you start to understand your own messaging as well. So when I started, say, at my business, it was thinking, how do I say what it is that I do? And hopefully then the more times I talk about it, the more times you have those conversations, you're able to have more clarity in what you do and actually able to express the ideas and examples that you want to in a way that people can understand. Said it's, not about simp it's not about making them dumb-dumb for people, but it is putting them in layman's terms so people can actually really understand and then actually create those ideas in their head so they can go and implement them themselves. But that is the value of it. And yeah, again, anyone can interview anyone on a huge number of platforms. My personal brand particularly was built off the back of interviewing other people. So you don't have to have all the knowledge. What I love about interviews is there are three ways you can leverage the interview era. And you don't have to have all the knowledge yourself. The first one is just by interviewing other people. This is not by you saying you have the most knowledge, you're an expert in a particular area, but by interviewing other people, actually that person will share their, so for example, you're interviewing me, I'm going to share this podcast with my network. This actually helps grow people listening to your podcast. 
they get more value from that because they can listen to other guests and it becomes a self-fulfilling cycle. Now I did, I, I was not really, no one really knew me before I started podcasting to that. And my, my, just my network and, and the people that knew about me and then started asking me to go on podcasts, to talk about what I would learn from my podcast of interviewing people. And it was, that was like, Whoa, revelation. Then once you've done that, you can then start being interviewed on other people. You've got expertise. People want to, like you asked me to come on here. And then again, I asked you to come on my one. That's again, more earned credibility. We've started benefiting now because other people want to hear from us. So it gives us an opportunity to share our messaging. And the third way of benefiting from the interview area is what a lot of other people do really well is simply by connecting other people to interviews. Because again, that builds a lot of goodwill amongst other people and that is something that we often forget is actually yeah we want to go on more but actually the more other people we can connect with people from other podcasts or people who you think would be good guests that builds a huge amount of goodwill so even if you want if you want to get on that podcast you don't necessarily have to pitch yourself straight away maybe pitch someone else and actually that builds goodwill because that person does really well then they go oh actually i also want to do you? And now they know you. There's value in there's value in that because again, anyway, everyone loads people pitch. Sometimes they're great, sometimes they're not. But actually, maybe that's a slightly different way of approaching things. It's a very good way, and it's it's very much how it's worked with me. And I I would say that link two two things have provided the sort of um, engine behind that, if you like. One is LinkedIn. Uh, but but you've got to use LinkedIn properly, as in relationship building putting the effort in, being real, all that stuff. But also um, you and I both know a, a community called You Are The Media, which is Smart Masters. And, and you know, I, I am gradually working my way through nearly everybody in that community, which is a, you know, which is all over the place, not just Bournemouth, um, just started up in Bristol, in fact, and, and people from other countries as well. But how great because they we kind of know a little bit about each other and there's a spirit that sort of says well we're, we're going to support each other here and also i love bringing people in who i call podcast virgins you know i say let me be your first lover um mm -hmm. because i'll treat you very nicely which actually isn't what most first love. don't go into that subject trisha okay okay forget what i said about the lover there but I love, I love the idea that somebody can sort of just gently work because people are quite nervous about doing interviews, you know, and, um, I, and it's, I like being able to sort of gently bring people into this world so that they can then maybe go onto other podcasts and feel much more secure. But um, they're not, they're not scary, everybody, not if you get the right yeah. host, but you're quite right that the, 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 things that have come into me through a sort of completely non-organic way like oh oh agents who say oh, my client would like to be on your podcast this is their bio blah 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 i'm no i've no i've never accepted anyone huh? that's in so that oh my client would be an amazing fit i said that might be great but said that's so again i so this is part of what i do is i i help people get more interviews but what we always do is go it said i will create everything for you i will do this but it needs I, I need access it needs to come from you and it needs and i'll help you craft that messaging i need you to i'll create everything for you make sure that you're happy and i can create with these are the types of people you want to be connecting with and i'll do everything for you to a point but it has to be 
you and i have to check with you that the, the messaging the tone is right because ultimately the more i believe that more interviews you get the more it, it creates a huge amount of reach huge amount of value but the way you actually get success of getting on these ones is again is by that relationship building and again i've seen a lot of ones where they're like oh we can get you a little podcast get special pr companies bless them but again it's when you go to the me the broadcast media i think there's a slightly different way of approaching it than when you have individuals like just you or i just as solopreneurs entrepreneurs whatever you want whatever word we want to use this week um there's a slightly different way of approaching it and you have to basically make sure it is as a per, proper person to person thing not a not a, my client would love to be interviewed on no go away <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it all comes down to this real, this real stuff. Uh, and interestingly, before we wrap up, there's a couple of, there's a couple of words that, well, we are, well, I'm not going to go into that discussion about authenticity because that will be another half hour um, podcast. Um, but you can check out. Uh, I, I, I hear a uh, sub episode coming yes, on. Yes, definitely. <laughs> no question. You're coming back um, because um because Ben, Ben has done a lot of uh, fabulous little short videos on sort of um, uh, unpacking buzzwordy type stuff. And, and I spotted the one on authenticity, which is great. Um, but, but you also just said solopreneurs or entrepreneurs or whatever we want to call ourselves this week. Um, do you have any firm um, advice on that? Because actually this is more, this is actually a serious issue yeah. for a lot of people. So it's one of those I'm personally, I'm not a huge fan of all the different terms. However, I use a caveat. It's up to you. Now, again, this is why I, when I actually wrote my book about buzzwords, this is one of the things that I started exploring is why do we use certain words, terms and phrases to associate ourselves or disassociate ourselves with things? So mumpreneur is, an, is a big one. Now, depending on what you want out of it, some people hate it. But actually for you, if that is part of what actually it really is that you want to be known for, crack on. Like, quite frankly, some people want to be known as an entrepreneur. Other people don't. Now, again, that, again, is completely up to you. Some people will like it. Some people will hate it. But ultimately, you are trying to associate yourself with a certain thing. Whichever word you use is one that you're going to particularly become associated with. So you have to think really carefully. If you start using mumpreneur, I feel that that can have a real positive impact in so many areas, but also some people will not like it. Now it's up to you whether that's a risk you want to take or not, but you are associating yourself with a certain type of community as opposed to not using that. We're just using the word uh, sole trader. It comes with a very different meaning and connotation, it seems to, than mumpreneur. And it, that's, that's, so I mean, maybe, maybe I've not really given a straight answer no, no, here, but it's, it's difficult. And in fact, people can look back on a previous episode um, where I interviewed Erin um, Thomas Wong, uh, who, who uh, has the Mumpreneur Collective. Mm. And she absolutely dug into this because of the various comments she'd had about the term it's very interesting mm. but you know but from people you see you say soul trading you think, what the bloody hell am i going to describe myself as a soul trader but it's that? very it's very trade it's very tradesman like so my mum yes. is a plumber my yes. mum is a plumber and she will always describe herself as a trader. she does okay. not describe herself as an entrepreneur she does not describe herself as a personal brand she does not describe herself as anything else or, or, or a proprietor 
she also calls herself owner and proprietor, but mostly a, mostly a sole trader. And that's an interesting one, which you'll never describe yourself as an entrepreneur. Whereas hang on, some people who set one business and they are a sole trader, which is basically they're not a limited company. Technically, they're not an entrepreneur. Are you an entrepreneur if you've set up one business? No, you are a sole trader. You have one business that you've set up once. So technically, that is the right thing. Entrepreneur, I believe, is more than one thing i know well they, there we go and all i want to say is human you know really and and that just doesn't seem to work in this in the business world you know um it's I'm, not yeah that because it doesn't categorize because people actually want to almost want to fit into a category because when they when they fit into a category they find more people that are like them if you mm. just said human you don't narrow it down enough, so you don't find more people that are like like yeah. you it did for me that doesn't seem specific enough but again sometimes it depends on it, it, business it's a really... owner i mean so what business owner so what yeah i own a business i mean yippee do i mean what's you know you know what i mean I, it's really difficult we could again spend another half hour just talking about this so i i will i will wrap that up but obviously anybody listening to this if you've got any um uh you know deeper meaningful comments to make or even not really actually it'd be quite good not to have deeper meaningful comments yeah <laughs> Um, that would be great. Um, so I'm, I'm wrapping up because I, I've, got, I've got to this stage where I know I could now start branching off onto a thousand and one conversations. So yes, you'll have to come back. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. Boo. <laughs> yeah. um, and meanwhile, for people, because you are, you are in various places, aren't you? Where, where, where do you want people to start exploring you, Ben? Sure. So like I said at the start, if you Google Ben M. Roberts, I'm all over that page one of Google. Google Ben Roberts, I've like, you know what, I'm not even going to try the SEO on that one. So Ben M. Roberts, pretty much everywhere. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, the website where obviously the new podcast is just coming up. I've got the speaking stuff. I do write a lot of articles on there that are usually quite, usually quite lengthy, but quite, you can go to a fair bit of detail with some nice bullet point summaries as well. Um, but yeah, basically everything's Ben M. Roberts. So if you Google Ben M. Roberts, you should find me because there are no other Ben M. Robertses right now, but People wow. like to make a joke that M stands for marketing. No, it doesn't. It's just my middle name. Honestly, <laughs> you, the amount. Do you get to know what your middle name is? No. Okay. No. no. I'll, 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 I'll just leave it lingering there. But people, people go, oh, I've been marketing Roberts. No, no, my, and my middle name is not marketing. Oh, my God. Um, brilliant. Okay. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shut up now, but everybody keep, please do keep exploring Ben M and um, that I'd love this chat. And I'm sure there are actually some really good practical steps to take here. So I'll, uh, I'll try and eat those out in the sort of show notes and the action tip and, um, and yeah, see you soon. Um, well, see you on a screen. See you on a screen soon. Soon, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're definitely not going to see you in person for a while, anyway. No, it's sad. Yes. Take action. Try this one small. Step. Take a few little baby steps to getting yourself interviewed and building your credibility. Earned stuff by introducing someone to a podcast host, just like Ben suggested. Just saying, oh, this person would be a really good person to have on your podcast. Can I introduce you to? And before you know it, you'll be the one being interviewed. And also check out those free resources Ben mentioned, Zest.is and Harrow, short for Help a Reporter Out. 
lot of fascinating stuff. You might need some show notes. So head over to trishalewis.com forward slash make it real podcast and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available. I give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it. Look forward to the next episode. Never be.